right. Welcome back to Philadelphia Sports Radio. I'm Stephen Laurie, joined with Cam Britt, Luke Edzima, and Ethan Proud. And I just want to start with, man, is Travis Kelsey done playing in Philadelphia, or Jason Kelsey done playing in Philadelphia? Because I keep seeing Adam Schefter saying that um, it's confirmed that he might retire, and then I'm hearing that he might play football, and then it's for another team. And I just want to hear what you guys think, man. Will we see him? Because he's one of the leaders in the Eagles, obviously. Like, will we see him in a Philly uniform next year? Man, I, I hope so. I mean, he's one of the best offensive linemen to ever do it as an Eagle. Um, you know, last year we were hearing reports all off season until he announced he was coming back that he was, he was retiring. And, you know, he, he trolled us with that unretirement video. Um, I, I, I think he personally, I think he comes back uh, after losing, especially to his brother in the Super Bowl. I, I don't think he could just give up like that. And that'd be his last, last game. Um, will he come back as an Eagle? That's another question. Uh, I think he's a completely loyal guy. I think he'll come back with the Eagles. Uh, we'll, we'll see what kind of contract uh, they're willing to give him because they have a lot of deals to be made and a lot of a lot of a lot of tight restrictions, honestly, with their money. But uh, I think I think he's he's loyal to the franchise and he'll make his return. Uh, uh, no, I would agree. I mean, it's just it's difficult because of how small the cap space is that we have currently. And depending on who we want back, I mean, granted, I think younger guys would be more beneficial to both our offense and defense. Depending on what we give Jalen Hurts, it, it's really it's difficult to say. I don't think he would play anywhere else. I really don't. But then again, he could, we could restructure contracts. But I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see what how he does this off season because I I do think he'll make some money moves, and I do think that he'll restructure it so that some of them are like incentives for players instead of actual solid contract money. But at the same time, it's it's just how do you give up the best center in the in the league like if he wants to come back for a one-year deal i don't see how you'd say no to that you know i feel like that just adds more depth to our line and it just makes the team better overall especially having a veteran there yeah i definitely think uh jason kelsey wants to come back i, I think that he has the hunger for football that like he can see that he can still do it at an intense level like an intense with high intensity at a high level. I think he's definitely one of the best in the league, if not the best center in the league. Definitely one of these guys on the Eagles, uh, in the Eagles locker room that you want in there. But, like, you have Cam Jurgens coming up who didn't really ever get his time yet. So how long do you keep him before? You know, I it's, it's hard to say. I don't know if they're pushing for Kelsey to come back. I don't think they really care because they know they have. Cam Jurgens, but I think that he's a vocal leader that pushes everyone to be better. I don't see him really playing anywhere else besides Kansas City, but like you guys said, they already got a stud there. So, but I think it's I think it's hard um, to have him just walk away from the, from the game. But we'll see we'll see what goes on with that. There's a lot to be said and done 
with where we go and put our money into. I think you're getting these young guys re-signed like CJ, maybe hoping that we get Hargrave back, but I think that's a, a really long shot with him needing big-time D-tackle money. So it's it's going to be hard. I think guys like Brandon Graham walks, plays maybe on another team. I don't know. Like these guys who have been in, in Midnight Green their entire life, it's hard to see them in a different uniform. Fletcher Cox, I think he can still do it at a somewhat high level. Uh, I mean, he had like six and a half sacks this year. I think, too, with, um, with the Super Bowl, like, a lot was said about, you know, Dylan or someone made the joke today in our group chat was Hassan Reddick or Eddie, was Hassan Reddick just not told there was a game? Dude, they're all playing on a horrible field standing. But that's not an excuse to lose. But still, like, there was not really any defensive pressure at all, to be honest. It, you know, the guys couldn't get their footing straight, which is why, like, all the all those guys said, both Chiefs and Eagles players, that it was the worst field they ever ever played on in their whole entire plan. You know, I think I think that something like that has to be worked out with the NFL. Like, you don't just go and throw people on a field that's not ready to be played on. But the uh, I want to just hear your guys like takes on on the Super Bowl. What could have been done better? What how it went. I, I saw a statistic that said 38% of uh, Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks, either a defensive line or a linebacker, slipped on the field. And then for 14% of Jalen Hurts' dropbacks, uh, one of their defensive players slipped. So, I mean, that, you can't say the field did not play a role in the game. I mean, anybody with eyes could probably see that. It was just unbelievably disappointing for how hyped up our defense was all year coming into this game and yeah it's Patrick Mahomes but he's not a god he's a human being like they could have made a play but you don't know that I mean maybe the outcome is different if they play somewhere else I was literally just gonna say the same thing Cam um I saw that post too I definitely think the field has something to do with it um and another thing is too dude like it might sound a little bit funny but they're all posting videos on Facebook, like singing Rihanna and stuff like that, singing Umbrella and stuff. Then Rihanna um, performs at halftime, and then the second half of the the Super Bowl, dude, the Eagles' defense just completely sucked. It completely fell apart, dude. It was like they listened to Rihanna, and then they just shut down. I don't know what's going on. But like, honestly, like that's honestly what happened. Son Reddick was nowhere to be found in that Super Bowl. Honestly, like, did he forget how to play football or like, I don't know, honestly, like there's a lot of questions to be answered and there's a lot of decisions to be made or decisions to be made with this money going into the off season. And don't forget AJ Brown's getting paid $25 million a year for the next uh, four years. So, um, I mean, it's good, but it's a lot of money. So, and you got to really look into extending Jalen Hurts. Like you got to pay Jalen Hurts big time money, dude. He just had the performance of his life on arguably the biggest stage in sports. Like he's getting paid for sure. So you really have to look into guys like that. And then like in the off season this year, do you look into def- or extending Devontae Smith or do you wait till next year when he's going to want 
Because next year he's gonna want big money, dude. Like he, I, he might not even play for the Eagles because he's he knows he's gonna get big money. So there's a big decision to be made with him too. And like with Miles Sanders, I don't think, I don't think Miles Sanders will be an Eagle next year, honestly, just because of the, the money thing. James Bradbury, I don't think he'll be an Eagle. Um, it doesn't really matter because we don't really want him back, honestly. And um, yeah, I'm curious too, man, with like. The whole Gannon, Gannon's the head coach of the Cardinals now. So who or like what is going to be our new scheme? You know what I mean? Because Gannon's like, let's be honest. People have been saying it for years. Gannon's scheme doesn't work that well against high-powered offenses or talented QBs like Patrick Mahomes. It was just proven in the Super Bowl. It just doesn't work out. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do as a head coach and what the Eagles' new scheme on defense is going to be. I don't even know who's stepping up, honestly, if they found anybody yet, have they? No. Yeah, so I'm curious to see who's going to step up as the new defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. I don't know if anybody stepped up either. I haven't really been on Facebook today. I'm, I'm pretty sick. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered and a lot of smart moves that need to be made with this money. Yeah, there's there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. Uh... I mean, we'll get into that later in this podcast and in the future podcasts. But uh, yeah, the Eagles, the, the Eagles, I mean, they already have, they're going to have two new coordinators. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of moves to be made. Um, in terms of the game, I think the, the main reason the defense didn't show out, I think, is because of the field. I mean, they live and die off of pressure on the quarterback. And when you got, Dude slipping every time they try to make a move. I mean, obviously, it's not going to work well, especially against the best quarterback in the league. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if if it was Gannon's fault. I wouldn't say that. Um, but uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts, man, he he continued to impress me with his performance on the ground and in the air. I mean, he just he made every right decision and. I, I couldn't I couldn't ask him a better game out of him. That that one fumble, that was his only bad play. And unfortunately it led to seven points. But overall just he he, he put together an MVP performance. Uh in terms of uh receivers, Devontae played great. I mean he should have had eight catches over a hundred yards. Uh AJ he had that one big catch. Uh, some other, some other good plays, uh, Mister Reliable. Um, but yeah, over, overall, the the team didn't disappoint me really. Uh, it was just, you know, major miscues at the wrong times, and you know, bad call at the end. I have a question before Luke starts. I want to hear your opinions on this. If our offense is going to be focused on like a running quarterback right and we have we still have Gainwell yet and we don't know really if Boston Scott's going to stay or go Miles is probably going to leave do we really need two high-powered wide receivers and paying both of them like a lot of money like say we keep AJ Brown we don't really need Devontae Smith because we still have Dallas Garter to be an effective tight end you know, and pay a really good running back and focus more on the run game rather than the whole offense. 
because I think that's where we excel most. I think by having two two high powered receivers that you can really go and take matchups on defense well with that. I know it's very hard to go and pay because I don't know I don't know if there's a team in the NFL that has two high powered receivers that are both being paid. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are right, but Keenan Allen's about to leave because that's going to bite him in the ass. So yeah, I don't think we're seeing anywhere that there's teams that are able to pay both because right now they're doing kind of the same thing in, in Cincy. You have T Higgins and Jamar, but you're looking long-term that Jamar's your guy over T Higgins. So, yeah, but I I think with that, dude, you definitely want two high powered receivers just because of matchups instead of having AJ on a number one, the whole game or have Devontae on a number one, one of those guys can go and pick on a number two, three or four. Yeah, and I, think, I think I think running backs are easy to find in a league. Yeah, I think for the Eagles, definitely the combo of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith is it, it's crucial to Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. You know, when you got one guy getting doubled, the other guy's on man. That's that's easy easy pickings. Um, like if they just had AJ, he'd be he'd be getting doubled or schemed against. And who else would they have to throw to? Quez Watkins hasn't shown anything special this year. Uh, who who else do they got? Sackhouse. Well, he's more of a blocking tight end or a blocking receiver in a way. So, like other other than those big two, they don't really have anyone to like work the outside on those one on one matchups. So, uh, I, I think they'll definitely want to keep them two together as long as possible. And for Miles Sanders, I. I think he's played his last game as an Eagle. I mean, they were playing playing Gainwell more than him. Uh, he just he, he didn't get anything going on the ground, and he's not known as a receiving back. Didn't have one reception. So I mean, I I think they kind of they kind of were running with Gainwell more just to see could this could this be our number one for next year? Honestly, I like that, Ethan, honestly, because I was going to say that, too. Um, I think Kenneth Gainwell will be the main guy in Philadelphia next year. I think we'll either draft a running back or maybe bring somebody else in or maybe, like, Boston Scott, we could work something out with him where he could, like, maybe – because they, he they're not too bad, man. Like, that's not a bad one-two punch. And like you guys said with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, I think that's a given, especially with Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown's his best friend. And him and Devontae Smith are just building more and more chemistry. He's Devontae Smith is very good. He's I I think it's a given that you pay Devontae Smith. Honestly, you don't. And I hope it's this doesn't end up like a I don't really know how to compare it with like maybe like Amari in Oakland, how they drafted Amari and then he ended up in Dallas a couple of years later. Like I really hope that they don't end up trading him away or just letting him go at the end of his rookie deal. I really hope to see Devontae Smith in an English jersey for the next years to come because he's one of my favorite receivers in the league. I've always liked him. He's, he's really good in college. He's just an effective weapon. He works in our system. Then, like you guys were saying before, too, when you double A.J. Brown, that just opens the room for him. And if we didn't have Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown would be getting doubled a lot more, and then we wouldn't really have anybody else to throw to because – Goddard's not going to run routes every play. You know what I mean? He's not a wide receiver. He's still a tight end. 
and Quez Watkins, like he's fast, but what we've seen this year, he doesn't really have hands. Like, what? There's no point of hanging on the Quez Watkins after his rookie deal is done. I think he has one year left. Um, so yeah, you definitely, definitely pay Devontae Smith. Yeah, I mean, we saw Quez in the Super Bowl. He got that one big target down the field. The ball hit him right in the hands, and it went right through his hands. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I'll say it again. I don't think he's a number two. I don't. I don't think he's even a number three. Really, I think the Eagles should try to move on from him. Start, dude. I would use Pascal over him, honestly. I think I think Quez is just that deep ball guy. Like it's a hit or miss with him. I think I my my take is I think that with Philly. You go. I want to see what Trey Sermon got. I know he's on our practice squad. I was always highly on him from coming out of college, and then when he was in San Fran, I'd like to see if they can hold on to him. And then another guy that you can bring in a rotation that's been in and out of Philly's system the last three, three and a half, four years was Jordan Howard. You bring Jordan Howard. Into, into the possibility of, all right, he hasn't been doing nothing anywhere. Give him a little one-year veterans minimum deal, and he, he he's not, he'll take it. And then it's not like you got to feed him, but he's proven. My take on the Super Bowl is I think it was a very w- well-played game across by both teams. I don't, I'm not really disappointed in Philadelphia's loss. I'm not disappointed in Bradbury. That's uh he played a hell of a season for us. I couldn't have asked for anything better. He played better than Slay and better than really most corners in the league. He was an all-pro for us, and I don't think one play should define his tenure in Philly, but unfortunately that is what most people now are going to go and say, oh, James Bradbury, this. Uh, my hat's off to him. Without him, we definitely do not have the season that we did. I think that was a bad call, but I think at the end he's very humble. Like being in the Eagles locker room with all these guys, there are six other guys that are saying about the turf and stuff like that. I think his question that he was asked, was it a hold? And I I don't think he was going to say anything cocky about it. I think he's just like, all right, yeah. You know, I thought they'd give me a little bit of leeway. (laughs) I mean, that's not a hold. I thought it was a BS call. I think you let that ride. With, with, with him doing that, that didn't even affect Juju's speed or nothing going to that. And it would have just been a misplaced ball, and the Eagles would have whatever. One guy, though, that everyone, this picture should be hung up in the high school locker rooms, NFL locker rooms everywhere, is Jarek McKinnon sliding down at the one. It was smart by Philly. They're just going to let him run it right in. Imagine going and saying, hey, you could go and have a, a touchdown, in, a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. But you'd rather go and take those three points. That's insane. So my hat's off to Jarek McKinnon. Hats off to Jalen Hurts. I know he holds himself high, highly. Uh, that fumble, he'll probably look at that for the rest of his career too, and and be like, "Wow, if that fumble don't happen, what happens?" You know. I feel like two of them in the first half. There was a lot of um, plays that were getting reviewed by Philly with catches and stuff. I think they're just trying to really look for any little thing to call Philly's big plays back. Uh, there was that iffy one. I think it was Devontae on the right side, Ethan. You probably remember on the right side. 
perfectly placed ball. And uh, they said about the bobble or whatnot, that's a horrible call. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Phillies fan. Ball against his helmet. And yeah. Uh, he yeah. had his hands the whole time. And when he landed on the ground, it like slid back with his, his hands. Yeah. Landed. I mean, he he did have three steps too. Yeah, uh, I I I think they're just trying to find everything. Jalen Hurts, though, man, three rushing tutties. I think he had a passing tutty too, or did he have all four on the ground? I think he had a passing tutty. AJ Brown caught a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to Jalen, dude. Uh, that's our guy for the future. Definitely deserves to get paid. I don't know what he's thinking. I know he said. Uh, when a day comes, we'll talk. You know, I don't know if where you go with Jalen Hurts, but I, I definitely want to keep him in Philly. Uh, Fifty million a year, pay him whatever he wants. He deserves it. A lot of disrespect by Colin Coward and all these NFL analysts putting Trevor Lawrence over him and Justin Herbert. I don't know. Where, where's the guy's flowers, dude? <laughs> that game's easily won and. I think, too, dude, the Eagles just thought they were up by 10 and let off the defense, let off the gas pedal a little bit. Sirani needs to knock it off, though, dude, with being a little bit cocky and, like, all goofy on the sidelines, like how he's doing this. And Hurts had to, like, make him put his arm down. It's stuff like that, dude. I like it, don't get me wrong, but it is stuff like that that you're not seeing all these respectable, respected coaches like Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, um, Sean Payton, stuff like that, Pete Carroll. You know, Pete Carroll's going and, you know, getting fired up, but he's not going and making a mockery. I think Sirianni could tone it down a little bit with his cockiness. Like, if your quarterback's telling you to knock it off, dude, like, it kind of shows. And at the same time, dude, I believe in jinxing and stuff like that. Just be a hum- be humble about everything, you know. Like, if you go and challenge or whatever, dude, and a place stands, man, just – be humble about it, you know? See, I kind of disagree with you there. I love that he's like that because it kind of caps like, it, 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 it is Philly. It's a Philly thing. It's literally a Philly thing, you know? But, like, I don't know. Like, I see what you're saying, though. Like, if your quarterback's telling you to, like, not do that at that time, then don't do that. But I don't know. It just, like, kind of – it made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, it, it, ma- it makes me it makes me laugh. Don't get me wrong, but I think like why the team like staying composed is like there's a lot of times, dude, when you see we're, when we we're blowing teams out and Jalen Hurts is on the sideline, he just has a straight face. You know what I mean? Or why everyone's celebrating? He's still locked in, dude, till the very end, and it's just stay humble, stay com- composed. You know what I mean? Like. Even if they, yeah, whatever, whatever he did that, getting the first down, he's like, Coach, we still got to go and score this touchdown. You know what I mean? I think think Sirianni is just an Eagles fan that somehow got on the field. And someone gave him a headset and a clipboard, and they're like, yo, are you our coach? But, uh, yeah, he, he definitely, like, he has the Philly mindset and, like, the Philly swagger. That really, like, I mean, Doug Peterson had it, but, like, no coach has really, like, shown that type of, like, I don't know, just, like, excitement personality of just, like, just, like, a Philly dude. And I, I do, I do love that 
about him. Sometimes, yeah, he could get carried away with it. But, you know, what? why do you, why do you have to be so serious all the time? Oh, man. Yeah. I think I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm upset after that Philly loss, dude. I'm, I don't know. Hey, we're all upset, man. Yeah, I, I was crying, man. You saw I was bawling like a baby when we lost that game. I was upset, dude, too. Okay, I, I smashed a table over a balcony. You know, we all we all let our, our frustration out in different ways. It's all right. Yeah, man, it's – I have to agree with Luke, though, man. If your quarterback is telling you to tone it down a notch, man, and, like, has to put your arm down, like, the, Jalen Hurts is only – a year older than us here, you know what I mean? He's telling this guy in his late 30s, early 40s to tone it down for a second. I mean, yeah, it is a Philly thing to have hype and stuff like that, but if your quarterback's telling you to calm down a little bit, just, just tone it down for a second, man, you know what I mean? Uh, I think just have a little bit more respect for the game and the fans that paid their money to come watch the game. You don't have to throw your arm in their face like that. You know what I mean? But I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome. But looking at it as like a fan of another team, I could see why people don't agree with it. I think, and dude, I think I just want your guys' opinion, man. And uh, I think this is a big controversy that a lot of people are talking about. Is Dude, I think Pat Mahomes was shot up with something at halftime just flat out. The guy was in a lot of pain, a lot of pain, dude, and just came back. And there was a lot of plays, dude, that they were like, oh, he's messed up, whatever. I think, dude, that they shot him up with Trenerol or whatever it's called, a steroid at half, and he came back brand new. But hats off to Mahomes, man. Like, that is a guy you cannot count out of, a, of a, any game, especially at the highest level. But, yeah, hats off to him. Hats off to Andy Reid, and shout-out to Brett Veach for another Super Bowl victory under your belt. Yeah, Brett Veach, MCA's own. Um, yeah, Mahomes, dude, he was definitely off one. I mean, he was li- he was limping off the field and grimacing in pain, and then they went to a commercial break, and whatever, the Eagles, I forget what they did with the ball. But then the Chiefs came back on the field, and he just he's just walking on the field fine. And then every time they showed him on the sideline, he was he was grinning like real weird, like make weird faces. And same like in his post game interview. So uh, yeah, he, I don't know what they gave him, but it, he he definitely wasn't feeling that leg. I'll tell you that. What well, it wasn't no it wasn't no ibuprofen. I know that. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't no no Gatorade electrolytes. But uh, yeah. I mean, they, they, the Chiefs, they deserve to win. Fair, fair and square. You know, there are obviously things you can say about oh, could have went Philly's way this way, this way. But they, they played a hell of a game. Uh, so uh, yeah. I guess we'll we'll see them next year. We play next year in the regular season for a rematch. Yeah, they're scheduling that for the opening game. You know what I think is really funny, man? How uh, Juju posted that, like, Valentine's Day card of James Bradbury. Oh, we are not talking about that, man. I can't tell you how much that irritated me. Dude, this no. dude. Everybody is this just dude. ganging up on him. 
See, if it, if it was someone other than Juju, I'd actually find it funny. But since it's Juju, the TikTok boy, as AJ Brown yeah. calls him, that that's just because because we know you you're not you don't have you don't have the the bark to or the bite to back up the bark. So I I, I just I just think that's funny that that he would do something like that. I think it's so funny that our whole team is literally ganging up on him and other guys around the NFL. Yeah. I think that's great. Talks more TikTok well, than he has touchdowns. Probably. He was with uh, Jackson Mahomes afterwards. Yeah, probably dancing on the Chiefs logo. <laughs> but there's no reason to be upset for everybody going into the basketball season here. We got some Sixers news. Eddie, you want to catch us up with them? Yeah, so uh, – well, since the last time we talked here, uh, the Sixers only played one game. Uh, they played the Rockets. They blew them out, fortunately, which uh, I know we, we expect them to blow out the Rockets. Everyone expects to blow out the Rockets. But uh, <clears throat> we saw them make a few moves. Uh, they traded Matisse Thibel and uh, acquired Jaden McDaniels from the Hornets. Uh, you know, that is probably going to end up being a good move because – Dybul really was awful shooting the ball from three. Dybul looked good the other night. I was going to yeah. say, dude, yeah, did you yeah, see that? Four, four for six in his yeah. Trailblazers debut. Like, he, he hasn't shot that. He, he made more than three threes one time. I was going to say he's never shot that. Yeah. And it's his debut, he makes four or six, which, yeah. you know, good for him, I guess. He's yeah, I like him. He's in, He's in a better position now with the Blazers. So we'll see how that how that pans out for both teams. Uh now a couple a couple of days ago they uh signed Mac McClung, which he'll probably just be a two way player, but uh you know, it's nice to have a little Mac action in, in Philly. I think that I think that was just for promotion. Because how McClung's doing the uh, dunk contest or whatnot. I think that was just a little bit so then the Sixers could, I don't know, promote a little more. I don't know. I think it was a pretty good move. But, yeah, I definitely think it was for promotion a little bit too, like Luke said. Yeah, I think uh, he, he's kind of in the realm of like the, like the Sharif O'Neal type players where like they, they, have a, they have a name like built for themselves. And that'll that'll get them a contract somewhere. McClung was what? Is he the kid that was really like just a stud in high school, like an absolute freak? Yeah, I think he set like a bunch of, bunch of records in the state. Yeah, I think that's where I'm thinking of him from. I know he was a, a Laker at one point, right? When he first came yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's where I remember McClung from. Oh yeah, I just think it was a little bit of promotion with with just bringing him up, and then you can say, "All right, he's a seventy sixer now." Add, add a little, add a little more taste to the thing. Are they? Wait, did Harden? Was there any injuries or anything for the All Star game at the elevated Harden now or no? No, Harden, Harden didn't get elevated, but uh, Embiid got elevated to the starting. Yeah. I'm really glad yeah, Harden's working out, man. I saw the other day it was one year since he signed in Philadelphia. I'm really glad he's working out. Yeah, Harden's yeah. good. He, yeah. he had a good game. There's yeah. a lot of doubt with him coming into Philly, man, because of how big he was and stuff. But he really got back to his, his normal form. Not his prime form, 
but his he's it looks like he's getting back into his rhythm a little bit. You know what I mean? He's yeah. starting to to adjust to playing in Philly, and he, I think he's doing pretty good for himself. Yeah, he's not just at strip clubs every night like he was when he was in Houston. He's not hanging out. He's in Paris with a little baby getting arrested. Yeah. Yeah, like he's looking good. He, I think this was uh, in the off season. They were saying that this is the like least he's weighed since like when he uh, his first like two seasons with the uh, Rockets. They said that coming into camp, this is the least he's weighed ever since then. So I think he's taking him more serious. I think me and Ethan had an argument with someone the other night. I think it was Harv or something. Just saying, like, uh, being how he's a selfish player or whatnot, and that's totally false. Like, he's averaging 21 and, I think, 11, right? So, I mean, that that really goes to show you that a guy who's really known for scoring 36, average 36 his MVP season, um, I think it just goes to show you that he can go and fit in without being, like, the main star in a way now. Like, he's... He's still the star, but like he's still, he's, uh, I think they're like Robin to MB being a Batman, but he's going and playing that role very well. Like I said, averaging 21 and 11, and I think like four to four or five rebounds a game, too. So he goes in the, and that's another thing. He's stepping up more defensively than we've ever seen him as well, too. Like, he's actually playing pretty good defense and getting dirty with getting boards and stuff. So, it'll be good to see him. I think he's on a player option coming into next season that he can decline it or whatnot. But, dude, the guy could have made $40 million if he wanted to. For high for, Like, mid-40s mid if he wanted to. But he chose, yeah, he chose to stay for, like, 36 mil. Yeah, man, he's he's definitely working out. Yeah, I think the main the main reason why Harden is working in Philly is because, like like uh like you said, Luke, he is adjusting to the to the offense. He's not going out there and shooting twenty five times a game. I mean, he'll do that if they need him to, but his main goal is to facilitate the offense, get it to the open guy, and you know, make, make, make plays happen. Uh, you can see him some nights going off for 15 plus assists and scoring 10 points. And then the next night he'll score 25 and still get 10 assists. So I, I think his versatility really, it's bringing a lot to the Sixers team that they, they need it. Last year too, man, I think we saw a lot of James Harden just bringing up the ball real slow and then just trying to shoot a three and, missing it for the most part and this year it seems like he's really like trying to work the ball around like like you guys said he's adjusting to that offense and last year man he he, James Harden really wasn't himself honestly he wasn't like he's he was real big and stuff like that and this year he like he really is just back to him not like I said before not back in his prime but he's just back to his normal self and I really like that so I'm a big James Harden fan yeah, last year he definitely was trying to find a role with it. Even, I think him and Maxi are really good together, though, too. Like, yeah, I think see, I didn't, I didn't think that would fit there. well. Hmm. I didn't think that that would work out as good as it is. I thought that it would be like, oh, Maxi's going to get pushed to the side. So I think, though, with James, like Ethan, how you said he can go and get 10 and 15. 
years ago, dude, you would be seeing him trying to push to get 30. You know what I mean? Like force and everything. And then even what you said, Lori, just him hacking up threes. I think last year, too, he was trying to get more calls, like his normal getting the four-point play, going to the free throws. Now he's working more on all right, his floaters, his mid-range. Floaters, I think, is helping him a lot, too. We're seeing him going to the rim a lot more and, like, bringing a guy in, then you get that easy uh, oop over to Embiid. But I think James Harden's going to realize, like, all right, there's good chemistry in Philly, and I'm a main guy here. I think that they have something going for me, and we'll, we'll see, though. I think that's a very good fit for him, and he's adjusting really well, and that's what type of player he is. If you can go and adjust, being a MVP caliber player and former MVP himself and scoring leader, that he's done very well for himself. Cam, do you got anything going with uh, the Phillies? So we got spring training upon us right now. They're down uh, down in Clearwater, which is awesome news. Can't wait for the season to start. Uh, Bryce Harper, his timeline coming back from his Tommy John surgery, probably maybe right before the All-Star break, but it's looking like afterwards in July. Um, Trey Turner did not show up for uh, spring training as of yet. As far as I know, um, I'm sure that's not an issue, but it's just surprising that he's not there yet. Uh, their first spring training game is next week against the New York Yankees. I think that's home in Clearwater. And then I think they have a split squad uh, against Detroit and Toronto, I want to say. But I have to look at the schedule for that. Really looking forward to this season and uh, talking shit to Eddie because uh, he's a Mets fan. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they're not good because they are absolutely loaded. I don't know if you guys want to add anything for the Phils, but yeah, I was I was just gonna add in. That's me. Me and Cam were talking about this earlier. That's like the one team that really scares us in in the NL is the Mets because they their rosters so they, stacked. Yeah, so but stacked. I, I I just think it's crazy how long the the MLB season is because it felt like the Phillies were just playing in the World Series like. Mm-hmm couple weeks ago and they're already back at it so hats off to those guys really for playing that's a lot of work i mean shit that's like especially if you make it to the world series i mean that's that's like a very short break that's like a a summer vacation kind of thing but it's the worst time of year the winter but yeah no i the another team that i'm really looking forward to playing during the season is probably new york i want to see how they do with uh radon if we'll end up seeing him. And then that's pretty much it. Maybe Atlanta. Other than that, their schedule is pretty average. I don't think there's any difficulty levels in the MLB because they play so many teams. But I yeah. seen what I seen something with Harper, how he was at um uh airport or whatnot, and a kid came up to him and was like, Hey, can you sign my hat or something? And the kid only had a pen, and the and the kid's pen wasn't working. So Harper took off his shoe, signed his shoe, and gave him a shoe. And uh, everyone was saying they seen Harper on the plane with only one shoe. So for everyone who has that, everyone who has that like aura or whatever persona that Har or uh, Harper's like that asshole. Apparently, that shows you he's not. So he he could be, and I, I yeah. think it shows in his in his game. 
But I saw a thing that he was at the Waste Management Open for golf, and he started an Eagles chant on the 16th hole, which I thought was absolutely awesome. I mean, that's just like it. Like I said before, it's it, it's Philly. It's a Philly thing. Those guys are Joel, uh, Harper, Jalen. They all just like are Philly. You know, and the faces of Philadelphia, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mount Rushmore. There's an old picture of. There's an old picture of Randall Cunningham, Mike Schmidt, and um, a couple, a, a guy from the Sixers. I can't even think of his name. It's gonna blow, like drive me nuts. Irving. Irving. Yeah. yeah. Dr. J. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a guy from the Flyers. I can't think of, but it's like an old picture that they took in front of the, I think the Museum of Art. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what there. you're talking about. Yeah. They should redo that, man. I think that would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, they should. But see what now what what guys these days is everyone can just get out of their contracts by demanding a trade. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. Cause back in that day, dude, you couldn't do it. When you signed a contract, you were there until your team wanted to trade you, you know? But I think everyone like, yeah, that would be an awesome one to remake. Cause I think like all these guys got a lot of loyalty and love for Philly. So mm-hmm. you can definitely see those guys. I don't know who you'd put in with the Flyers because I don't really pay attention to them. No, they could just leave them out of it. I would say I'd put a guy from the Philadelphia Union in there rather than <laughs> the, the Flyers. Yeah. At least they made the championship last year. <laughs> yeah, or get like a soccer player or something. Yeah. Is that but, what the union uh, is? Soccer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I thought you were talking we should, about different. A union like a union worker. worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pull him off the Amtrak real quick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you were talking about for a second. I was like, all right, yeah, throw him, throw him up there, man. That'd be better than anybody from the yeah. Flyers, honestly. They yeah. definitely should get dude like two another thing, like all the uh Phillies mat like the Philadelphia's mascots to get a picture. That'd be pretty sure tough. Yeah, they definitely have some of them. I wonder if it's like the same guy in that every year. I have no idea. I don't no know. No idea. I don't think you could pay me enough money to stand in Citizens Bank Park with the wearing the Philly fanatic outfit. I mean, I'm it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's cooled, but still, that's got to be. I, pro- rough. I probably would, man. He probably gets a lot of tail after the games. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Not gonna check. Yeah, definitely. Maybe getting some free popcorn and stuff. Though, 100 percent, he does. Yeah. But uh, is that all we got then for this week? Yeah, uh, sadly it is. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles talk is probably going to ramp down a little bit until we hear some yeah. trade news. Um, yeah, we got the NBA pod up and running. That should be out sometime this week. Same with the ringside talk. Uh, the fade tomorrow. We'll be back next week with the baseline. We got a lot of podcasts now. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah one a week. Yeah. More content. Yeah. Sir, tune in, guys. Thank you for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, That was a pretty.